Good afternoon. Welcome to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We look forward to having you on the show. Thanks for joining us. This afternoon's episode is titled Talita Kumi. It shall be focused on a study of Mark chapter 5. Before we go any further, we'll begin with the word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for Thy Word as we recognize the magnificent power of Your being and how You brought her, the daughter of Jairus to life and how, Lord, unbelief even hinders You. It's amazing to see how, Lord, You're a God of principle and You're functioning by the same principles that we ought to access Your power by. And So help us, Father, to have faith. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Up next... We shall listen to Mark chapter 5. Chapter 5. And they came over unto the other side of the sea, into the country of the Gadarenes. And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit, who had his dwelling among the tombs. And no man could bind him, no, not with chains. Because that he had been often bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, and the fetters broken in pieces. Neither could any man tame him. And always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. But when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him, and cried with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of the Most High God? I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. For he said unto him, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. And he asked him, What is thy name? And he answered, saying, My name is Legion, for we are many. And he besought him much, that he would not send them away out of the country. Now there was nigh unto the mountains a great herd of swine feeding. And all the devils besought him, saying, Send us into the swine, that we may enter into them. And forthwith Jesus gave them leave. And the unclean spirits went out, and entered into the swine. And the herd ran violently down a steep place into the sea. They were about two thousand, and were choked in the sea. And they that fed the swine fled, and told it in the city, and in the country. And they went out to see what it was that was done. And they come to Jesus, and see him that was possessed with the devil, and had the legion, sitting, and clothed, and in his right mind. And they were afraid. And they that saw it told them how it befell to him that was possessed with the devil, and also concerning the swine. And they began to pray him to depart out of their coasts. And when he was come into the ship, he that had been possessed with the devil prayed him that he might be with him. Howbeit Jesus suffered him not, but saith unto him, Go home to thy friends, and tell them how great things the Lord hath done for thee, and hath had compassion on thee. And he departed, and began to publish in Decapolis how great things Jesus had done for him, and all men did marvel. And when Jesus was passed over again by ship unto the other side, much people gathered unto him, and he was nigh unto the sea. And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet, and besought him greatly, saying, my little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her, that she may be healed, and she shall live. And Jesus went with him, and much people followed him and thronged him. 
and a certain woman which had an issue of blood twelve years and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing bettered but rather grew worse when she had heard of Jesus came in the press behind and touched his garment for she said if I may touch but his clothes I shall be whole and straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague and Jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him turned him about in the press and said who touched my clothes and his disciples said unto him thou seest the multitude thronging thee and sayest thou who touched me and he looked round about to see her that had done this thing but the woman fearing and trembling knowing what was done in her came and fell down before him and told him all the truth and he said unto her daughter thy faith hath made thee whole go in peace and be whole of thy plague while he yet spake there came from the ruler of the synagogue's house certain which said thy daughter is dead why troublest thou the master any further as soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken he saith unto the ruler of the synagogue be not afraid only believe and he suffered no man to follow him save Peter and James and John the brother of James and he cometh to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and seeth the tumult and them that wept and wailed greatly and when he was come in he saith unto them why make ye this ado and weep the damsel is not dead but sleepeth and they laughed him to scorn but when he had put them all out he taketh the father and the mother of the damsel and them that were with him and entereth in where the damsel was lying and he took the damsel by the hand and said unto her Talitha kumai which is being interpreted damsel I say unto thee arise and straightway the damsel arose and walked for she was of the age of twelve years and they were astonished with a great astonishment and he charged them straightly that no man should know it and commanded that something should be given her to eat up next we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Branham titled The Resurrection of Jairus' Daughter. This was preached in 1954 on August the 2nd. We'll begin in paragraph 18 up to paragraph 40. I trust you find it to be a blessing. Our text is dealing tonight, of course, with the resurrection of, the, of Jairus' daughter. Our kind, loving Savior had spent much time just before this. He was busy all the time, moving from place to place, crossing seas, stilling waves, giving maniacs their right minds. He was always busy about the Father's business. He was a very humble son, an obedience even to death. Night before that or two, he had crossed the sea and... The disciples had been very weary and he had still the sea for them. Crossed all the way over into uh, Gadaria where there was a maniac. Taking the chance of crossing the stormy sea when the devils of the sea swore they'd drown him that night. But he went over there to the cry of one person. One poor maniac lost his mind. Perhaps a good man one time. 
walked up right before God, but probably got the wrong crowd. Might be started drinking or something. Lost his mind. And he lived out in the tombs where the demons lived. Put him in chains and he had supernatural powers. He'd break those chains. And jump on man and beat him. He'd kill him if he could when he come by. And that poor fellow maybe had an old gray-headed mother somewhere praying for him. Jesus crossed the sea all the way over into Gadaria to give mercy to one man. He'd do the same tonight. Where one humble soul is calling to him, he'd cross seas or leave the heavens to answer that prayer. The same Jesus yesterday, today, and forever. He went up on a mountain. Prior to this time, he watched the little ship as it went out into the ocean. The disciples had left the shore, and they left without him. They got in trouble. You know, did you ever watch that? If you and I leave without Jesus, we're going to get in trouble too. The devil's going to set a trap for us just as soon as we get out from under that shelter of his protection. The devil set a trap for him, for the disciples. But here's the lovely part. Though they had left without him, he climbed up on the mountain and was watching them. I like that. He's climbed up on the ramparts of glory tonight watching us. His eyes on the sparrow. And I know he watches me. He said even a sparrow couldn't fall to the ground without the father knowing it. How much does he know that this man's in a wheelchair and that little baby laying there, the lady sitting here suffering with cancer and so forth? How he knows those things. Knows all things. He's just as concerned as he can be. He knows all things. And then when he came to him. We'll notice over at the other shore, there's a, a little fellow by the name of Jairus. And he was a nice little man. I believe that Jairus was a secret believer. He didn't want people to know about it. There's a lot of people like that in Phoenix tonight. If they'd be right here in this meeting, if the pastor wouldn't put them out of church Sunday for coming. Try, <laughs> try. They believe it. But they're afraid. Jairus believed too, but he was afraid. He believed when he heard about Jesus, the things that was done, he was different from any other man. He knew that was God's servant, God's son. He knew he had to be more than a man. And he believed the ministry. Though he was all bound up with an organization that he couldn't move. Or they strictly said that any man that hears this fanatic, is, just might as well take your church papers and go on because you're going to be put out of the synagogue considered a heretic. So, you know, anybody that's deep, sincere like Jairus, sometimes God has to work things around to make them to be a believer and come out and confess some things. Don't you believe that? He does. He had one little daughter. She was about 12 years old. She took sick. Most all men would do it. They called the doctor, I guess. And the doctor looked the child over and said, well, perhaps I'll give her a round of medicine and Next day he'd come back and the child was worse and grew worse all the time. I'd imagine Jairus way back down in the Gabriel end of his soul, he thought, I wonder where Jesus is. <laughs> if I have to have him, you know. That's the way a lot of people think, oh, that's right. I, I really believe it, but I, for my social prestige, I just can't confess it like that. The world's full of them tonight. 
looking to man, scared of man. Don't fear a man who can kill the body, but fear him who can kill both body and soul. Don't care what the people said. There's a many people to that down and found tonight riding around in big nice Cadillac cars and things, up to date in what's called the social ranks of the world, would love to be enjoying the, the experience of some of these poor dear people sitting here tonight maybe don't even know where the meal will come from tomorrow. They'd like to do it. But for their social standing, see what a cursed money is and riches? No wonder Jesus said, scarcely a rich man can enter the gates of heaven. Like the camel going through the eye of the needle, has to unload his burdens and get on his knees and crawl under. He can get there, but he has to unload first. Jairus, that finally the hour come when the doctor walked out and told Jairus, said, Jairus, you're a priest here at the temple and a fine man. I've liked you and I've been your doctor for many years. Perhaps he said these words, but I hate to tell you, but your child's going to die. Oh my. Going to die, yes. And all the people begin weeping. Now, the hour come for action. <laughs> Not wait till I see Jesus again, or wait till a convenient time, or some night I'll slip over and listen at him. But time come for action. Yeah. Yeah. If there ever was a time come for action, it's now. Amen. The midnight hour has come. You've got to act. I've got to get to him. Perhaps somebody had already told him that Jesus was coming. Anybody ever tell you that? Jesus is coming. At the same time, he was crossing the sea, getting to him. God always puts his man there just at the right time, just if you believe him. Is that right? So I can see him get his little coat and throw it on him and pull his hat down or whatever he had and start off down the street. I can hear some of his members say, where are you going? I'm going to find Jesus. Well, now, looky here. Don't you disgrace our church to fool with such a fanatic as that. Do you not know the high priest that said he'll put all those out? Now, at the next general council, we'll put you out, we'll church. <laughs> that still exists, too. <laughs> we'll have our next meeting, we'll see that we get another pastor. We just can't stand that kind of stuff in our church. <laughs> but Jairus had a need. His baby was laying down. The doctor had done all he could do. He must contact God. Amen. When a man gets desperate like that, he's going to find something. Hallelujah. That's where I had to get one time. A desperate moment when males looked me in the face and said he's just got a few minutes to live. I got desperate. I found him. I'm not condemning your eyes. I'm one with him. I'm just glad I found him. That's right. When he, little Jariah, started down the street, he didn't care if they put him out of the council or whatever say, wait, I believe there's a Pentecostal organization called council. I don't mean that council, but I mean any council, whatever it is. Yes, sir. All right. He said, now, he started down, he didn't care where he lost his church, where he lost every friend he had. He had one alternative, that was find Jesus. Somebody told him Jesus is coming, so he went to find out. Now, I see the little ship or little boat and the disciples uh, pulling. Jesus sitting in the back with his head down. Moved into the willows, and I hear the willows parting as the little boat got to the shore, and Simon Peter jumps out and grabs a hold of the rope and wraps it around a tie post somewhere. Up on the hill sat a little woman knitting. So I wonder what's all the discouragement, all the upset about down there. She looked down. Some of them said, you know that healer? He's come to our town. That's him down there. Don't go down now. That poor little woman had had a blood issue for many years. She'd sold all she had. 
give it to the doctors and none of them could help her. They couldn't stop the issue of blood. She said, if that man is the Son of God who he claims to be, I won't have to have him to pray for me. I'll go down there and just touch the border of his garment and I'll get well. That's right. I'll just touch his garment and I'll be well. In other words, if I can make some kind of a contact, I'll get well. And I see her coming pale face, withered up, later knitting down, and here she comes down the hill. There stood the priest saying, Where are you going? I'm going to meet this man Jesus. Do you realize that we'll put you out of the church? I don't care. And away she went. Right on through them. Here stood another man saying, Do you know the days of miracles is past? Don't you know I'm a teacher of the scripture? We haven't had miracles since the death of the last prophet. Well, we don't have no miracles. Them days is past. Moses did miracles, but this guy's just a fanatic. It's just a bunch of psychology. That's all it is. I can just see her. They said, you cannot go. I can see her duck her little head down and just crawl between your legs and go right on anyhow. She wanted to get to Jesus, for she said, if I can get to him, I'll touch him and I'll get well. That's it. That's something. Away she went. Jesus, everybody around him like that. And she crawled up behind him and she touched his garment. And when she touched his garment, he stopped. Looked around over the audience. Something happened. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. You'll do the same thing here. Just touch him one time and see. Looked around. The daughter, thy faith has made thee whole. Amen. This is not hid. It's in the Bible. <laughs> thy faith has saved thee. And the woman felt in her body that the blood issue had staunched. Stopped. Little Jairus had met him and said, Master, my little girl is laying at the point of death. Won't you come heal her? And he said, I'll go. He said, come lay your hands on her. Now that was his point of contact to lay hands on. The woman, her point of contact was touch his garment. According to your faith, be it unto you. Here he goes, and walking along, and I imagine a little Jairus' heart beating heavy anyhow, looked around and see who all was around, all of them said, isn't that Jairus? Isn't that our, one of our local pastors here in the city? Well, here he's having a, I bet he's come to get for his girl, because we've heard she's been sick a while. Wait till the next council, we'll fix that guy, we'll put him out, we'll learn him how to believe these fanatics, mm-hmm. we'll take care of him. And I see a little Jairus, he didn't care. He'd already contacted Jesus. The man wants to contact Jesus, he's a different man. <laughs> That's right. Oh, he was smiling. <laughs> he didn't care. There stood all the priests. Good evening, brother. Walk on. He didn't care. Not a bit of red in his face. He'd contact Jesus. He looked over and seen Jesus. It's all right now. He's going up to my house. Brother, when Jesus comes to your house, everything's all right then. Amen. That's all. Coming up to my house. Well... Satan always does these things, you know, like this. And about that time, here come a little fellow, perhaps with ashes on his head, which was a sign in those days in the Orient, says a sign of message of sorrow. That don't trouble the master. Your daughter is already dead. Then the blow came. I can see little old Jairus' heart skip a beat. He looked around and he started to scream. He looked over toward Jesus. I can see him slowly turn his head. Don't fear. Only believe. 
That's all right. His heart started back beating normally again. As long as Jesus said only believe, that settled it with him. He knew he was a believer. Straightened up, swallowed a few times to get his heart back in the right place, started walking on. Jesus said, didn't I say if you'd believe you'd see the glory of God? <laughs> Moving on. Come on down to the house and hear the people was out in the yard screaming and carrying on. There comes our pastor with that fanatic. I hear some of them say, if your doctor has said there's nothing can be done for the girl, you ought to know not to fool around them fanatics. If your doctor said nothing can be done, nothing can be done. But he was wrong. <laughs> Though he'd done his best, not disregarding him. And many times he's wrong today, too. He's just a man like I am and you are. Said if your doctor can do her now, the girl's dead and she's laying in there. And now you've brought disgrace to her church. The girl's already dead and she's laying in there. And now you've got him over here and there she's dead. Died while he was coming. What a disgrace you brought on our church. That didn't bother her try. He moves right on. Jesus done says, only believe. In my heart he says, I believe. Jesus told me if I believe, I'd see something. I'm believing. I'm going on. That's the way to do it. I can see some of his neighbors run out and say, well, they won't even move out of the neighborhood, perhaps. But he went right on in. There are the people, and Jesus said, give peace or place. Well, all this to do. Why screaming and weeping? Don't do that. So the girl's not dead. She's sleeping. Well, they said, now we know he's crazy. We know he's a fanatic now. We know the man don't know what he's talking about because we know she's dead. We've embalmed her and laid her out on that couch and put the flowers around her. We know she's dead, but Jesus knew better. Hallelujah. Don't make any difference what the people says, it's what Jesus says. Make any difference what Mama said, it's what Jesus said. Don't make any difference what the pastor says, it's what Jesus said. Don't make any difference what Brother Branham said, it's what Jesus said. Make any difference what the doctor said, it's what Jesus said. He said, only believe. So Jesus put them all out of the house. You know, that's pretty good lesson right there. Those who wouldn't believe him got cut out. Imagine there'd be a whole lot of that at the resurrection. Don't you imagine so? He put them out. They get them out. He took the ones who really believed. I see Jairus stick over the corner and said, Now, Mother, act nice. This is him. This is the one the prophets have all spoke of. And he told me not to fear. And Mother, in my heart since I've met him, something has happened. I hear Mother say, You know what? When I looked at him, something happened to me. <laughs> Amen. That's it. Only get in contact with him. That's all. Said so why? The others didn't have any need. These had a need. It's just those who have a need get in contact. But I believe him. I've, I've never heard him say no more than give peace. That's all I've heard him say. But something peace entered me. <laughs> and I believe with you. I see Jesus look around and say, Now, Father and Mother, you come with me. And Peter, James, and John, you come too. Faith, hope, and charity. <laughs> you come along with me. And he went into the room, put all the outsiders out. There he was standing there on the outside wall around. The very idolatry. That fanatic, I'm a priest, and he put me out of the building. I'm making a difference who you are. <laughs> You're just a man in the sight of God, that's all. You might have a lot of social prestige and have deities hung on your name, but that don't make you no more than that bootlegger that was converted about an hour ago. That's right. He said, well, look who I am. I've got a social standing. I'm a red scholar. And he put me out. Such a wall, but it was on the outside. And Jesus was possessed with all the fine qualities of God. God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself. When everything was failed around here, he was possessed with a power that he could speak in another tongue. 
He called an unknown tongue, somebody like out like that. And that girl's soul that had done sailed out to eternity on her returned back into her body. Hallelujah. Tuck her by the hand. Of course, her blood been taken from her, been bombed, but she's weak now. Give her something to eat. Oh, my. What a Holy Ghost meeting in that house. I could see little old Josh's eyes a spark and said, Didn't I tell you? Didn't I tell you? Not into the room, not into the street, everywhere else. Tell everybody. Didn't I tell you? See, fear not. Only believe. All things are possible to them that believe. No matter what the circumstance is, what Papa says, what Mama says, we are believing what God says. And the Bible says in Hebrews 13, 8, that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Is that right? Then if he's the same, he cannot be a dead Christ and be as he was then. Because he was alive. He walked on the shores of Galilee. He was alive. He not only walked on the shores of Galilee, he walked on Galilee. Like it was on the shore. Well, he's risen from the dead. And he lives tonight. Not in body form here on earth, but in spiritual form. The Holy Ghost. He was made manifest in flesh in order to take away sin. But a little while he said, and the world will see me no more. Me. Pronoun. Personal pronoun. Yet a little while in the world at the unbelievers, like it was around Jairus' house that day, will see me no more. Yet ye shall see me. Who's ye? The church. Why, you say his disciples. Oh, no. Ye shall see me. Listen to the rest of it. For I another personal pronoun, will be with you, even in you, to the end of the world. That group of people has been gone 2,000 years, but he's still in this group of people. And when this group sees, he'll be in another group of people. Is that right? He'll be the same yesterday, today, and forever. You can touch him till he'll turn. Is that right? He's the same Lord Jesus. He's the same one that said, only believe. Even in the face of death, he said, only believe. Believe what? Believe for the impossible. The doctor's done said the girl, she might have died of cancer for all I know. I couldn't tell you what she died with, but she was dead. No matter what she died with, she was dead. The girl was already, as soon as anyone died, immediately, they embalmed their body. Take them out and bury them by an hour or two later. And then from the distance the more Jesus had to come, it probably been more than a couple hours since she died. And when Jesus got to her, the worse she was, laying there, Jairus had to bleed for the impossible. But impossible melt away like a snowball on a hot red stove when Jesus Christ speaks. They, your, your scares just settle down. Jairus' heart moved steady as he walked up there knowing that Christ told him these words and he believed. Peter asked him one night, he said, If it be you, bid me come to me on the water. Jesus said, Come. That's all Peter had to hear. Come. He jumped out of the boat and started running to meet him. And even on his road, when fear comes, he saw the big wave, big white cap bursting from his high as his building. He got scared. And as soon as he got scared, See, he got his mind off of what Christ said, come. He got scared. He got his eyes on the symptoms. And he began thinking. 
Now you take this in your heart tonight. That Jesus said this. Whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them. And you shall have them. It'll be given to you. And he said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. The things that I do shall you also greater, because I go to my Father. He did not claim to be a healer. He only claimed to do just as God showed him by vision. Jesus spoke and said he did nothing except God first showed him what to do. The man cannot lie, for he was God. He said in St. John 5, 19, Very, verily, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the Father doing. That does the Son likewise. Well, if the Son has resurrected and said, The things that I do shall you do also, for I'll be with you, even in you, to the end of the world, then the Son of God lives in his church to perform the same things that he did when he was here on earth. If he will come tonight and bless our gathering together and will perform the same things that he did when he was here on earth, will you accept him as your Savior and as your healer? May God bless you while we talk to him in prayer if the sister will come to the organ. Here's some handkerchiefs to be prayed over. Now with one accord, bowed hearts before the Maker. Kind Heavenly Father, we approach Thee to thank Thee for this written word, to realize what a supreme sacrifice has been paid that we could have this word tonight. The most persecuted book in all the world and yet the greatest seller of all literature that was ever written. It's the, it is the absolute one book that every word is infallible. And these things we believe with all of our hearts. In the contents of this book it is written that from the body of St. Paul was taken handkerchiefs and aprons to the sick, and the evil spirits went out of them, and diseases, and they were healed. Because they seen that Paul was sent from you. They seen him have visions, and what he said come to pass, and they believed him. And they believed that whatever he touched was blessed, and they taken off of his body handkerchiefs and aprons. Dear God, as long as this Bible is read here on earth, I believe there will be somebody who will have that kind of faith. And tonight I'm thankful to be speaking to a group of that people that believes it's just the same today. Now I lay hands upon these saints because the people have brought them in faith. Realize we're not St. Paul, but you're still the same Jesus. And it was you, Lord, that the people were looking to in your servant, Paul the Apostle. Paul's hands were like any other man. But their respect to you through him, knowing that you were chosen, he was chosen of you. And they feared God. And I pray now that you'll bless these handkerchiefs, and when they're laid upon the sick and afflicted, may the evil spirits go out of the people. That poor old mother waiting tonight, that little sick baby, waiting for these handkerchiefs. When it's laid upon them, may they rise and be made well. Send the Holy Spirit, Lord. May he come into our midst just now and reproduce to we the believers tonight, not because that he'd have to do it, 
but for a confirmation of his word, which we believe, saying the things that I do shall you also. May he come tonight and confirm that word with signs and wonders, great outstanding miracles. May he who stood by Paul and Silas stand by us tonight, spreading forth his great arms of glory over this building and may the power of God catch every heart just now. And may there not be a feeble one among us when we leave. And as we go, may we stay like those from Emmaus. Did not our hearts burn within us? May you do something like you did that night. You've done something in a way you did it. No other man could do it. Just the way you did breaking that bread. And now, Father, in this prayer line tonight, do something that they'll know that no other man can do it but you. And then we'll go away with the same blessings to rejoice, to join with the rest of the people in this city and say our hearts burn within us. Come see the man that told me all things that I ever done, like the Samaritan woman. And we'll bow our heads humbly and give thee praise. For we ask it in the name of thy beloved Son, Jesus. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank thee to see the resurrection of Jairus' daughter and to recognize that you have, Lord, brought us back to life, eternal life from our mortal beings. And Lord, we, you said, he that believeth on me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And he that believeth me and in me and liveth shall never die. So we thank thee, Father, for how you've resurrected us unto eternal life and you now we sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We thank thee for thy grace and mercy. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, would really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you.
promised before you went away that you would come again. On the day of Pentecost, there you were like a rushing mighty wind. Came out of that upper room filled with your power. You were living in them. So do it again, Lord. Please.